And now, here's your host of Shaping Success, Wes Tankersley. What is up, everyone? Welcome to Shaping Success. I'm your host, Wes Tankersley. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the show. If you can do me a big favor, if you're watching this on Facebook Live, can you please start a watch party? If you're listening to this on the podcast, take a screenshot right now, post that on your social media and tag me. I'd love for you to share this so that we can grow it. We just reached over 2,100 downloads on the podcast, and we are ready to keep on rocking and bring you more good stuff. Today is episode 35. Our guest is Kyle Yulencott. If you have been with me through the 35 episodes and all my bonus episodes, you'll know that Kyle and I started this bad boy out together. It started out as Treasure Valley Max Media, and it has now morphed into Shaping Success. Kyle and I started a year ago, like I said. We did some pretty cool stuff together. As things got busy, we kind of ended up having to kind of branch off and do things on our own. It'd be a good time here to talk to Kyle, see what's going on, and kind of renew what we started. Kyle, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate you having me on here. It's been awesome watching you uh, prosper and everything and, and grow this into what it is. So thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. I mean, we sat back a year ago, more than a year ago. I mean, the, the first time yeah. that we recorded something was a year ago. We sat down and had coffee in Star, or not Star, we were in Eagle, and we had a conversation and it was just one of those things where it was awesome that we ended up you know, kind of hanging out together working on some things together. And, and unfortunately, we just both really got busy. We were both getting started in something and, and mm -hmm. uh, we got really busy and it just kind of branched off. But uh, you're currently a commercial real estate agent and uh, you got a lot of stuff going on. Can you tell us a little bit about how things have been going in the last year? Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a roller coaster. It's, um, you know, initially when I uh, met up with you and um, really got a lot of energy off of you and I felt like I took away a lot just in, in regards to what you're doing on social media and what you were doing really inspired me to do more. Thank you for that. First of all, then it kind of, you know, like you said, we got busy and I really had to just sit down and focus on the work that I was doing. So I did scale back a little bit from social media and, and having that presence there. But yeah, it's been a roller coaster. 2020 has thrown a lot of curveballs. In commercial real estate, it initially it was you know insane. It was just so busy, and I was learning a completely new business. And um, then in 2020, it, everybody hit the the pause button once the pandemic kind of set in. And from there, it's been slowly building back up. But it's uh, it's been a roller coaster. I've really enjoyed it, and it's been a heck of a grind. So um, learning a new industry is always fun and exciting, but not without its challenges. So can you tell us a little bit about the difference between commercial real estate and residential real estate? Because you know, I know that residential real estate being in the business that I am selling window coverings every day is just on fire. I'm assuming yeah. because a lot of like what's going on in commercial real estate, people are working from home. So they probably are, that's probably what's affected you. Is, is, can you tell us a little bit about the difference between those two? Yeah. So, so residential real estate is typically just buying and selling homes. I mean, once you get down into like LA and some of the really large markets with the really high end homes, there are some agents that just do leasing, but in commercial, it's a little different. That's kind of where you start out is doing the leasing for those office buildings or industrial or whatever you're specializing in. That's, that's where I'm at right now. With that, I'm, I'm focused on office space. And it, I would say it's probably the second most affected 
uh, sector within commercial real estate. Uh, first, obviously, being retail. They just got hammered. Um, but I would say that commercial real estate has, in, in the Treasure Valley at least, has been kind of insulated in the fact that uh, there's a lot of incoming people into the valley. And I feel like people still see prosperity in the valley. And um, so that's definitely helped it. But people are working from home. They are you know, a little nervous to get into that office setting. But it's, it will be something that comes back. As far as investment side, there really hasn't been much down. Uh, there's still quite a few people that are looking at actually investing and buying new properties for their commercial portfolio. But right now, the leasing part, which is kind of where I'm at, that's slowed down. But I really do see it all picking back up. The, actually, the, in the Valley, our vacancy rate is under 5%. So that's, that's pretty crazy for downtown Boise. Uh, other markets, they're seeing just dramatic decrease in the amount of employees that are working downtown. So that's a good thing for Boise, but it, it, it long-term, it'll come back. Just grinding through and, and making stuff happen right now. So how do you see... So I know this is kind of like faux pas, like the market. So 5%, you're saying, is kind of the vacancy rate now. What was it pre-COVID? It was right about there. Honestly, we've had a couple people... Like uh, You probably heard about CenturyLink. They said that they were going to give up 120,000 square feet. They actually just gave that blanket statement to basically all of their landlords. They were going to be vacating. They didn't say necessarily what their plan was. So they didn't address that there was going to be a sublease or that they were just, you know, we're going to not come and we're not going to pay or anything like that. They, they just made a blanket statement to the landlord saying that um, we won't be utilizing this square footage. That also could mean that they eventually come back and uh, use that, but they just pay for it in the meantime. So it's, a little bit up in the air right now as to what's going to happen long-term for some of those larger tenants. But also, like I said, um, there's so much in-migration to Boise that the next Amazon company that wants to be in the heart of downtown, before they didn't really have that option because there wasn't any big floor plates that were available. So now with 120,000 square feet potentially coming online, that could potentially allow them to, to move in there. That's pretty crazy. And so your pay is based on commission. So I'm assuming like with COVID, that's kind of been a little bit slow. We slowed down a little bit like right off the bat, but luckily because it is residential, we're just, it's, it's not stopping. I mean, it's blowing up. What have you done to kind of grow your business through this whole pandemic pandemic? And when you started, what are kind of your strategies to grow your clientele and your business? Yeah. Commercial real estate is uh, a tricky one to get your foot in. It just takes a while to ramp up, but it's just really, you got to focus on what you're doing consistently. It, it can't be uh, just a blind search and, and uh, you really got to be focused in and really target in on what you need to be doing. So right now that's lots and lots of cold calling. That's talking to people. That's um, that's just working really hard to find those opportunities that are out there. They're, they're always going to be out there because there's always some company that either needs to renew their lease or um, that landlord that just had someone vacate. So they need to fill that. There's always going to be opportunities. It's just if you're ambitious, ambitious enough to go chase it. Um, so I've been really diving in harder, you know, just going through all of my prospect sheets, really using a CRM dedicatedly and um, just working hard, just being as efficient as I can. 
So when we got together the first time, you talked a lot about like, we talked a lot about, you and I talked a lot about like social media and like posting on all the different platforms and all that stuff. You still post, I know, not as much though. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean much to me other than the fact that you may have found where you need to post and what works for commercial real estate, what works for growing your business. What are your thoughts on social media now and how you use that? What are kind of the platforms yeah. you're using? So social media is a tricky one. I really, I wholeheartedly believe in it. I think it's uh, something that if you have an amazing presence, you are going to be at the forefront of everybody's mind. When you know that notice comes in that that tenant is not going to be renewing their lease and that landlord has been expecting it, they're scrolling through social media and they see that's, that's where I should be. Right now, I... The ROI is probably a little bit more uh, on the actual touch itself. So I post on LinkedIn quite a bit, just more reposting and and staying front of mind in in regards to commercial real estate. Having those direct messages to that landlord, to that uh, CEO of a company, that's what I found to be a little bit more uh, effective in the the near term. I think long-term building that brand that and having that brand equity is really what's gonna gonna take the cake, but it's just a matter of building that up. And and I like you said, I have slacked and I haven't done near what I should be doing. I understand that, and that's something that I'm working on. I mean, when you hit me up, I was like, oh boy, this is kind of embarrassing because uh, I haven't been super active on social media like like I was when when we first started talking. Yeah. And I don't want, that's not what, you know, I I basically, I don't think that that's something that I want to point out, you know, but I think that I have found, and you probably noticed as well, is that I'm not as, I don't post as much. I post differently than what I did previously because I found where it was growing and where it was moving. And you try to, like you said, it's a tricky thing, trying to find the best place for the growth. And I know like my wife just recently got into writing mortgages. So she's a mortgage loan originator. And she's been working on that. And the way that they have to post because of the fact that they're licensed by, you know, the state and the federal government, it's something that they have to, they have certain parameters that they can follow. Whereas me posting for a podcast or a blind company, I don't have a whole lot of, Hey, you can't post this. You can't post that because my license isn't tied to what I do and I can't get in trouble for not doing that. So I do see that. And I think that like LinkedIn is a great place for mortgage loan originators, commercial real estate, realtors, things like that. You know, I see Instagram is kind of one of those places where realtors just post what they're listing so people can see the homes mm-hmm. that they're trying to sell. It's kind of interesting. I know that there's different dynamics with that. I still see you posting. I know it's there. It's just not as crazy as it was before, but same here. You know, it's one of those things you look and you try and find where you fit and and what's going to make that work. I don't mm-hmm. I don't I would never look at it as like you gave up I think you just found where you need to be. And it's it's a use of your time and I mean being able to pr- produce content that is feels original and that feels natural cuz uh, after posting for a lot of time and you know so much content I feel like you kind of get burnt out in some aspects and being able to rekindle that that originality and that authenticity I think is something that's kind of important too. It's not just the amount of posts, but it's the quality of it too. Yeah. And I, I have found like for with me, I see that, like I understand that. And there's some people who are kind of qual- quality over quantity. 
And that's kind of the mm-hmm. thing, like when it first started out, it was kind of like, get your name out there. And I feel like the quality of my posts as well have changed over time. I yeah. started out when we started this podcast, it was a lot about business and things like that. And it just kind of morphed into me realizing this, this success thing is really what it's about. And so now I started posting more about those types of things than business oriented stuff. And my, my audience has changed, right? Mm-hmm. It's one of those things you have to, you have to cater to your audience and you have to utilize the time that you have. And, you know, sometimes you just get so busy that you can't, you can't do it over and over again. My problem is I'm stubborn. And so <laughs> I continue to just keep trying to hammer at it, you know, and if it doesn't mm-hmm. work for me, I just try something different. You know, TikTok's one of those things that I've had zero growth in, like in the longest time, like I posted one time and all of a sudden I had like 500 followers just blow up and I thought, oh, here we go. It's going to happen. And that was like (laughs) seven or eight months ago. And I just finally hit over 1800 followers on, on TikTok. And so it's, it's one of those things. It's just like, you have to use it. And at one point I was, I was thinking, I'm just going to give up on this. You know, I'm not going to do it anymore because (laughs) it was driving me crazy. And I, and then my, my stubbornness popped in. So I may not be getting anywhere, but I'm still posting trying to grow it, whether it shows any fruits of my labor or not. You know, Another thing that is a little bit different, I think, too, with commercial real estate is that word of mouth is a huge thing. How does that play into your business as well? I mean, do you have a lot of repeat customers? Yeah. So, so I'm focusing, like I said, on office product, um, but I am trying to focus a little bit more on the landlord side of it. Because typically with a tenant, they'll go in, they'll get a five-year lease and they don't need your help for five years. And a lot of times at the end of that, it's just a renewal. I mean, it's still business and it's still, um, you're still helping them through that. But with a landlord, there's a lot more opportunities. And I personally just like having a relationship that's a little bit deeper. So it, it's helping that landlord figure out what their next property is going to be to help build their portfolio out. So it's, it's not skewed, you know, super heavy towards one product or another. It's a, a good way to help them really build their wealth. And you're going to be able to help that one person in a lot of different ways, not just not just helping them find that tenant, but it's also finding that next building or helping them strategize how they're going to sell that building in five years. Really, what I'm focusing on is office and more on the landlord side. I still work a lot with tenants and um, helping fill those requirements, but you know, long-term, I really want to be helping landlords. So starting out, what's it been now? A year and a half that you've been doing what you're doing? Yeah, right about a year and a half. Okay. So I figure we're probably about in the same place. Like I've been doing the blind business for about a year and a half. You've been doing commercial real estate in about a year and a half. If you were to go Mm -hmm. back a year and a half ago and say something to yourself that you know now and and take COVID out of it, because I I really, that this is a mess. I mean, there's nothing we can do about that. What would you tell yourself a year and a half ago without, like I said, minus COVID? So the two things that come to mind are trusting yourself just a little bit more. I think I don't give myself enough credit. And that's something that I've I've always worked on. Um, But I know that when I know something, I know that. I felt like I didn't give myself enough credit at the beginning. I knew what I was doing fairly shortly in just because I had great mentors and and people that really helped me understand the process. I felt like it took me a while to be able to relay that to my tenants or my clients that I was working with. So that would be my first advice. 
My second advice would be that you just really need to hit the phones. There's no shortcut. You just really need to get in front of people and have those conversations. Uh, Initially, I was kind of looking for, maybe there's a way that they'll just come to me and I won't have to talk to anybody until they're ready or whatever. I really, I was a little hesitant to hit the phones and just talk to people. I mean, people are, especially in the Valley, are really nice. Everybody is super kind. People want to have conversations. They want to understand what's going on. And if you can add value to them, and that's really what you're looking for, you're not just looking to to make a dollar here. And if your intentions are pure, you're going to have a lot of success. So it took me a while to figure that out. But now I'm, I'm really enjoying calling and talking to people and, and having those discussions. So I think those would be my, my two words of wisdom to myself. What about you? I like that because, you know, it's, it's one of those things that we, we talked about this, I believe. I, th- I think we've talked about how there's no shortcuts and we always, we always, our first mind is always going to shortcuts. So I think that that's an excellent observation with yourself. I know we've had a conversation about it before, but it's just one of those things like we always want to take the quick hit to get there as fast as we can. And, and like with social media, you can always go and pay followers and tell people to watch your stuff or there's all these cheat codes you can use. But the thing is, is when it's all said and done and you don't have any money to use those cheat codes anymore, it's gone. People leave, people disappear, your audience is gone. So that's, that's a real good insight. Yeah. You know, I mean, for me, I think that that falls along the same lines too, is I've always had a hard time trusting in my ability that I do the right thing. My mindset has been this, this thing that has changed so much for me with the fact that I'm trying to be a more positive person. And I used to wait for things to just go bad. And then when something good happened, I was, I was surprised, you know, like I was happy because something good happened out of the bad. But now I look at it a different way. You know, there's always a positive outcome to every negative situation and we just don't know it yet. So I think that, you know, this COVID thing is kind of a nightmare and it's one of those things that, you know, plays tricks on your head. But knowing that you've worked as hard as you possibly can, it's going to pay off at some point. It's just being patient and getting through it. That's yeah, really, and, that's and this, really how I look at it. Yeah, this is a long-term career for me. So I know that I'm going to have my dues to pay at the beginning and I'm, I'm going through that right now. I'm, I'm earning my stripes, but yeah, it's, there's no shortcuts. It's just working it out and really having a, a good attitude towards it and, and staying positive that, that it'll work out in the long run. So what are you most proud about as of today with this whole commercial real estate career that you've started? What are you most proud of today? I'm proud of internally who I am. I feel like uh, this has made me get out of my shell a lot. It's made me understand this career is completely up to me. I have complete control if I succeed or if I fail. And so because of that, you know, no safety nets, nothing like that. I feel like I've become a lot stronger of a person and, and really depended on myself more. And I've become a lot more confident because of that. I love that because that's the kind of the same way I feel about it. It's like, at first, you don't know. You're scared. You're not sure. You don't know what you need to do in order to get there. When you start to trust in your abilities and you start to do the things that you know you're good at, it just kind of follows. So that's an awesome insight. Well, we're going to get to the last question here. But before we get to that final question, I want to ask you to kind of share with where we can find you. I know you said that you're on LinkedIn. You do have an Instagram account. Yeah. I want to challenge you to 
to pick one more because I know you're on LinkedIn a lot and post just one more time a day. Let's just see that. I want to see you post one more time a day on one of those. You pick one and do it because I think that okay. it'll help you a lot. Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, like you said, Eulencott. And I am on uh, Instagram, or Kyle Eulencott underscore C-R-E, commercial real estate. That's what it stands for. I'm on Facebook, I guess, but I haven't posted on uh, TikTok in a while either. So I, I guess the, the two main ones would be LinkedIn and, and Instagram. Okay. So let's, I want to see you post more on Instagram then, because I know you post on LinkedIn. I see it. I don't post as much on LinkedIn anymore, but now I'm going to start looking on there too. To I'm going to, I'm going to keep an eye on you, boy. <laughs> All right. Well, this is going to be the final question here. Before we do that final question, we always have a final question sponsor. This week's final question sponsor is the One Auto Movement. I got my One Auto Movement hat on. All right. So the One Auto Movement driven by passion, fueled by culture. Check out One Auto Movement at oneautomovement.com and join the movement. All right, Kyle, I think you know what the last question is. I'm pretty sure you listened to a few of these episodes, but it's the same for every single person that I interview. Success is different for every individual. Could be fast cars, could be lots of money, could be whatever you deem it. So what is the shape of your success? How do you define success? I would define success as progress. And I, I say that because you're never going to feel like you're actually there. You're never going to feel like you have everything figured out, you know, your personal life, your money, your house, whatever. You're never going to feel like you have absolutely everything figured out. But if you have progress and you're on your way to where you want to be with that, you just internally, you just feel alive and you know that you're going to get there. It's just a matter of time. So I, I would definitely say just on your way to success, to whatever that means for you. I mean, if that is having your, your house, your dream house or whatever, but as long as you're making progress towards that, that is success. I like it. I like the fact that you're trying to find a goal and just move forward and have forward progress. That's really what it's about. You know, I, I sent my daughter off to tennis, tennis lessons tonight and, um, I've been, you know, listening to a couple of podcasts and one of my friends, Zach Johnson has a podcast, the Limitless Possibilities podcast. And he's got this, I'm wearing this Timo Mai shirt and I ordered it because he had the owner on and oh my means out hustle my yesterday. And so that's what that sounds like to me. Like you're working every single day to be better than you were the day before and have forward progress. Yeah. So. Hey, Kyle, I want to thank you for coming back after a year and doing a little interview with me. I really hope that you have great success and forward progress in your business with commercial real estate. And we got to, we got to keep, keep it going and stay in touch. I will be posting about this on Instagram and stuff like that. So, uh, share it if that's where you're going to be, that'll give you, that'll give you a post a day. I'll run it for a while. Thanks again. Thank you everyone for tuning in. This is the end of the show. I wanted to say thank you for watching. Again, if you can please share this, like this, head over to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, review it, subscribe, do whatever you can to help me. My goal is to reach 3,000 downloads on the podcast by the end of the year. I don't have a lot of time, so I need your help. Share the podcast wherever you can, share the live show, help us to grow the show. Until next time, I challenge you to find the shape of your success.